Hello everybody, welcome to the Mirror Football Podcast. I'm Aaron Flanagan, joining me this week on the podcast is Matt Lawless. How are you doing mate? Yes, very well, good to be here. And uh, Mark Jones is back as well, how are you doing mate? Good, yeah, you okay? Yeah, very well, very well. Uh, we're going to start today, uh, well I mean, just quickly the, the podcast in general, uh, we're going to do a bit of a transfer special. Uh, we are right in the thick of the transfer window now, we're about a third of the way through um, and there hasn't been loads going on but there's plenty of talk anyway and so plenty to rattle through uh, but before we talk about the transfer window uh, we're recording on Friday and uh, earlier today uh, possibly my favourite story of the year so far I mean I know it's only a few days um, <laughs> but uh, 11 uh, days uh, in and you've, you've found a winner it's peaked yeah. I think yeah. you're right though in, 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 and we're actually leaving the Premier League we're going to the, the Championship Derby County versus Leeds uh, takes place uh, as I say tonight because we're recording on Friday um, but there's been a bit of a spying uh, problem, <laughs> it, it, it seems. Um, yeah. Um, it seems very, like, old-school, like, things you would have done back in the day, like, top... It's how, I've got this vision of this guy just wearing a hat, binoculars, he's top definitely of a got tree. A hat on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, they said, they said, he said he had uh, binoculars and pliers. Pliers? Yeah, pliers. So they, found, they found pliers on presumably him. Presumably to cut into the fence to get a clearer yeah. vision of, of the tactics that Lampard was using to set up. Uh, so Derby have confirmed in the statement that it was a Leeds United employee. Leeds haven't said a thing as the time of recording right now. Um, Derby uh, police force have sent a tweet out showing uh, an image of the man in the back of a police van. It's just absolutely <laughs> incredible. Now, what I can say is that most clubs will train the day beforehand and set up exactly how they will do in the game. Some teams, I remember Sam Allardyce at West Ham, he'd even make the players wear the, the kit that they would be wearing that day just to familiarise themselves with the plan. This is such a massive game in, in the context of the championship. By the time you're listening to this, it could already be over. But this could effectively, you know, go a long way to deciding who goes up to the Premier League. They're both decent contenders for it. So, But Leeds, if the, to be caught up in this is just... Absolutely brilliant, and it's vintage Leeds. It's why people yeah. don't like Leeds, and that's what I love about it. If is I'm it? Um, if I'm Frank Lampard, I'm tempted to play like a mad formation now, like a like a two one three whatever. Just like just just field loads of players in different positions, put the keeper up front or something. Yeah, but, but presumably um, Jonesy, the information didn't get back to him because it'd no, be nicked. True. Yeah. yeah, unless um, he used it as his one call from the police cell yeah. to sort of say, <laughs> right, he's playing four four two. I I just um, hope this is the this is obviously they've caught him, but I actually hope he's been doing it all season and, and they're yeah. going to make some sort of yeah. film out of it, like the Yorkshire James Bond or something, <laughs> just, <laughs> just travelling about and it'd be a good Netflix thing, wouldn't it? Like, I, just, just I, I want to know who this bloke is. Like, what what, yeah. what is his? They say he's employed by Leeds United. What is his job role? Spy, what? just chief spy, Inter- chief international spy. man of mystery. I'm a bit nervous because yeah. we've, we've obviously got the football spy who brings you all the transfer yeah. stories. So maybe hopefully we don't get caught up with any bother. But uh, but yeah, I mean, God, this is brilliant. What a story. He's a cracker. No, I say, uh, uh, and it was us who revealed it. I've got to say, John Cross was on the case yesterday, uh, on Thursday. He revealed the news. Brilliant story. Absolutely top news gathering there from Crossy. <laughs> and, and, and let's see what comes of it. Because uh, you can guarantee there's going to be more backlash to this. Absolutely. Because if Leeds have done it to Derby, right, if it's founded that this is true and they've done it, they must have surely 
this this could have been going on for months. Could have well, been going on for, but who knows? I mean, this is all alleged at the moment. Yeah. I must be clear about that before yeah. um, we get the old um, legal police come after me or whatever. But you know, whatever it is, it's, it's great stuff. It yeah. really is a good story. Yeah, I, I mean, like like you say, I, I got visions of that. If they're doing it for one game, and yes, it's a big game, but it isn't the biggest game of the season. Um, they must have been doing it for all of their opponents, and like. I've got visions of like different outfits to yeah. each kind of training ground. Yeah, yeah I, but it's always I, a hat and it's always a long Mac, isn't it? That's, I, that's, that's it. And some I've glasses. I've got visions of them planning there. it at the start of the week. You know, getting a map out on the table and saying, "Right, we're going to go in at that area." You know, and yeah. like, almost like it, almost like it's a raid. But in your head, though, he's like inspecting. He looks like inspe- Inspector Gadget, doesn't he? He's got yeah. he's got his Mac on. He's got his hat on. Yeah. He's, he's hiding there. Probably got a magnifying I mean, glass. I've watched a lot of absolutely. I've watched a lot of police shows over the years, so you know my. De- detective skills have sort of ramped up a notch. I would say the key clue that championship clubs should be looking for is just check the fences and the yeah. perimeters at your training ground. If there's a hole in it, good chance Leeds United have been there. Yeah, that's a very good yeah, point. So, yeah. Yeah. So allegedly. Le- Leeds yeah, United, yeah. Um, as we say, uh, allegedly caught up in a spying storm. <laughs> but it's a, it is See, no, just, the, it's, hat, the, the hat's a flat cap, isn't it? It's Yorkshire. Really? I've got it. I'm, I'll just keep picturing this bloke. Well, I love I'm this. not going to be able to talk about anything else. Is that all right? Can we just yeah. talk about this? But yeah, yeah. I think I think everybody's in agreement, right? I know we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago where, well, why would we want Liverpool to win the league? You know, you know, we want our own teams to win it. But people genuinely do want to see Leeds back in the Premier League, don't they, I think? Oh, well, just, I, just, I, I would say that. Just imagine but, this sort of antics, oh, yeah. but ahead of Leeds versus Man United. Oh, yeah. Imagine the carnage. But I've got to say, are we kind of, is it being overblown a little bit? I mean, obviously, it's basically it's vandalism and it's, you know, you can't, you can't do that to someone so else's property. Tre- trespassing like as well, though, is I suppose yeah. it's... But it's pretty common knowledge how Derby have been playing all season. I mean, they'd have, they'd have you know, actual scouts, yeah. first-team scouts, doing that kind of reporting. But to actually yeah. go to the training ground is, is taking it up a notch, the, the, isn't it? There's, a, there's a lot of training sessions that I've seen teams take part in, and you're not going to learn anything, really. I mean, yes, no. all right, there are situations what managers do in the past, and they do set them up, but you're not going to learn enough to win you a game of football anyway just by being at the training maybe ground just really likes Frank Lampard maybe he's a bit you know what it does yeah. do though <laughs> <laughs> yeah. exactly sorry to bring that down to that, to that level but, what's, uh, what's he wearing he's got a nice tracksuit yeah, on yeah yeah he's looking what, good today what it does do and it's brilliant mind games it really is psychologically this could be the first blow it, it, look Derby could go and beat Leeds 5-0 for all we you know by the time we're recording but it's, it's definitely got into their heads before the game. Brilliant. I'll I, I tell you what it has done as well. I was planning on going home tonight and catch up on that manhunt that was on ITV. Oh, I, was, I was going to go and catch up on that, but I actually kind of want to watch the game yeah, now. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's added a spice. Um, any Derby fan going to that game, and I'm, I know obviously you can't really take things, but they've got to take like a magnifying glass with them and, and hold it up to the pitch <laughs> or something. You know, yeah, yeah. I'll be, um, oh, I'm I'll be getting on that. I'm sure there'll be some uh, some funny fans uh, that, that they like to jump. Da- I tried like, the they? headline Derby 07, but I'm not sure it quite worked as double. 07 but no, I quickly yeah. removed it so don't yeah, worry it, yeah. it, it's not quite there I, I see what you were trying to do yeah. um, you, you, we'll give you a 5 Better out of 10 than some of your headlines anyway but it, we'll, it is we'll, we'll 5 it. out of 10 for effort <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll give it that um, anyway so moving on from that um, sensational story um, it is the transfer window as, as, as we say and we, we are going to have to get to the crux of some of the deals and some of the rumours uh, that have been going round um, Matty as soon as you're here we will start with what is uh, a back page story uh, for the Daily Mirror today on, on Friday. Marco Arnautovic um, has said, um, well, I, I don't know whether he's publicly said, but it, it seems he like... He didn't say it, his brother said it. His brother said, and his brother said this, you know, earlier, back in November as well, I believe it was, that he said then, 
Marco wants to play for a top four team. He wants to challenge for titles. And, he, you know, he's got ambitions. But, however, he was trying to be respectful towards West Ham. Got a great connection with the fans, etc., etc. Now it's emerged that an unnamed, an unnamed Chinese club, we believe oh, in Shanghai. Oh, that pesky unnamed Chinese club. club. They're, They're always there. Uh, always unnamed. Always. Um, you know, there's a big money on the, big money offer on the table. And he wants West Ham to accept it. Now... It's interesting now the dynamics change from wanting to win trophies, wanting to be ambitious, play for a top club, to actually go and play in China. I think it's a real cop-out for a player like Marko Anatovic. He shouldn't be going to China at this stage in his career, but there is a reason why he probably does want to. And his brother, who is his agent, um, probably wants to drive that. And it's money. It is money. And, and I don't care what people say. Loyalty's gone in football. There's no such mm-hmm. thing. And, and this is a player. He hasn't come through the ranks at West Ham. All right? He's been bought by West Ham and he's done a brilliant job since he's been at West Ham. But he hasn't got any loyalty to the club. He's had a great connection with the fans, 100%. But why should he stay? If he's got more money on offer and he wants to do that, that's his, that's his prerogative. You know, it really is. And, and uh, I've just got to say that there could be other factors involved here. You know, it might not just be about trophies. It might just be financially, this is the right move for him. 29, he's got a family and perhaps he wants it. Do I agree with it? Absolutely not. I think West Ham should keep hold of him. But this harks back to Dimitri Payet two years ago and we all saw what happened. The player wants a move, the player will get the move, despite what the club is saying. The club are saying, no, he ain't going. I'm sorry, I don't believe that. Uh, talking Chinese Super League, I remember when Oscar moved over there from Chelsea. Mm. I found his quotes really intriguing about it because he was just straight up honest and he said, listen, I can earn three times the wages over there. I'm thinking about my family, my future, you know, what happens after football. Yeah. He, he, he basically said, I'm not particularly enjoying football. It's just a profession and I'm being offered three times more money to go over there, I'm going to go and apply my trade over there. And it's they, a very, as you um, said, it's making three times more money now. It's a very football thing for us to, to look at it and, and think it's a shame that they're going to China and all that stuff. And I think it's, I think it's a shame. I really like Arnautovic. He's a good player. I like watching him. Um, but yeah, we, we as kind of European football fans, we, we have obviously, you know, all the biggest clubs in the world are over here, in our opinion. And um, we we see, you know, I mean, I'm sure it'd be different for West Ham fans if, if Arnautovic was getting a move to Barcelona or to Real Madrid. But but it's a bit harder to accept when it's China, despite of the money on offer. But if you just look at the money on offer, I mean, at the end of the day, these, these lads, are, they've sacrificed a lot to get where they are today. They've, yeah, exactly. worked, they've worked hard. And, and, you know, if you're going to be offered a job with three times your salary, then, then you obviously... You know, in, in any other walk of life, it's not it's not a question, is it? No, I couldn't agree more, Jonesy. And and, that, and that's the thing, and that's what it comes down to, really, is money. And and it's a short career, it really is. And I think it's a shame for West Ham, but it's it, it will always keep happening to West Ham because West Ham are that kind of club. They'll keep selling players. They'll get good players in. You know, I think Lanzini would have gone personally. I think mm. if he wouldn't have got injured for Argentina before the World Cup and had played a brilliant World Cup, he would have left. Of course yeah. he would have done because logically, what are West Ham going to achieve? You know, realistically, sorry, they're, they're not going to win the league, are they? All right, Leicester's a fluke. We've all agreed on that in the past. West Ham's only hope is winning the Cups and we've seen already they've been knocked out of the Carabao Cup because they disrespected that and the FA Cup, well, you know, they're through to the fourth round but who knows where that will lead. West Ham, the only best thing they can do is to say, we're not a selling club. Keep players like that, but they have to bring in more quality. And and the, the players they've been linked with this month, players like John Joe Shelby, who are, he's, he's a decent player, but he's not that next level type of player. He's not the sort of player that would convince players like Lanzini, Felipe Anderson, Marco Arnautovic to stay. 
Yeah. Simple as that. Players mm. want to play in good teams. If not, where can I go and make the most money? Yeah. And you'd do yeah. that if it was you. If somebody else come in and said, we've got a better podcast or even a lesser podcast, but we want to pay you three times the amount, I bet you'd go. Yeah, I'd, I'd be straight out of the door. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd drive you there. <laughs> Just a quick one for you, Matty. If, um, if the Chinese Times comes and says, you can be our sports editor, but three times the money, <laughs> did, yeah. did you get on the plane to Can't Beijing? I'm, I'm settled. I'm settled in this. <laughs> Can't do it. Um, but I, I think the thing with West Ham but if they're listening then um, yeah. <laughs> call my agent it's yeah. my brother yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think the thing with West, with West Ham and a lot of clubs like West Ham is, is um, it's that sort of step isn't it and maybe a lot of players look at you know unfortunately it might be coming around the corner perhaps for someone like Felipe Anderson you know the good players that West Ham have are always going to be uh, targeted by, by other clubs yeah. that's it I think and you know because of West Ham's everybody knows in the media that's uh, West Ham are very well regarded in terms of there's a lot of influence uh, within the media and West Ham probably get more column inches than, than they deserve, you could argue. But mm. West Ham haven't won a trophy since 1980. Let's not forget that. They're not a massive club and there will always be a stepping stone. And it breaks my heart to say that and admit it, but Jones is right. Yeah. Uh, sticking with China, um, there is another offer that I've, I've seen in the past couple of days. Alexander Mitrovic uh, at Fulham. Um, apparently, uh, a Chinese Super League club. Um, a report from unnamed. Unnamed, yeah. Uh, uh, I believe it or not, oh, they are unnamed. unnamed. That, Who are them, this unnamed they, team? They, they don't, don't like they they, they, they. they don't like the exposure, do they? Yeah. They, they don't want to be. <laughs> yeah. They're a bit like a Leeds United <laughs> spy in the background. The, the, they, 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 don't are, want, it, they don't want to be known. It is the only league in the world where, if an offer comes from them, they're always unnamed. Yeah, a, yeah. Any other? Who's your favourite? Who's your favourite Chinese Super League club? Named one. My, my favourite yeah. named one. Yeah. Uh, I, I always liked uh, Shanghai Shen- Shenhua. Yeah, they're good then. Yeah, is yeah. that the only Drogba played for them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hebai yeah. Fortune. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They were good. They, they were they were linked with someone uh, quite important them, once, yeah. weren't they? <laughs> Be- Beijing, Beijing. Go on, go on, go on. Yeah, yeah. Go on. They're good yeah. one. A beer all day. Yeah, with yeah. yeah. The, 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 there's a newly promoted. Newly promoted. What I find fa- fascinating about the Chinese Super League, Super League, these teams get promoted in. And they it's their first year in it, and then they just go and sign one of the best players in the world. <laughs> like it, some money. I mean, it, I think it's it comes like, down to. Going, huh? Like in all seriousness, it comes down to the. There's a statement of intent from the Chinese government that said by 2050 we will be world champions. Yeah. Now to do that, and we all know the Chinese government are not shy of a few bob they've managed to bring in some of the best players in the world to just to try and um, to try and get a new generation going. Mm. You might not see that straight away, but I quite like actually some of the things they've done. So they've said there's certain rules in place to, yeah. to really sort of enhance yeah. homegrown talent and maybe to bring in these players the best thing to do. Uh, personally, I do have a reservation against it in terms of that you are attracting, you know, to in a disrespectful word I guess but are mercenaries you know the players only want to be there for the money they don't want to be there to benefit Chinese football at this stage they want to benefit yeah. their own pockets at this stage but who knows by, by 2050 you know I mean could be, um, yeah. various sort of political climates and that we could talk about here but who knows what China looks like in, in 2050 and who, and who knows people like us could be sitting around and talking about their league you've actually just reminded me of um, a piece I wrote a couple of years back it was on a, a big huge academy that was set up in China it, it's phenomenal it's like a big university it looks like Hogwarts that's the one mm-hmm. with like a load of Real Madrid coaches yeah. involved yeah. and, yeah. and, and yeah. they're the hiring in Real Madrid coaches and it's just this phenomenal setup. Yeah. it's great and, yeah. and if, if they're willing to put that kind of investment into youth and into football but obviously on a, on a grander scale than just one academy you're going to see improvements factually you're going to see improvements so as well as Real Madrid there they've also got connections with lots of other big European clubs you think like pre-season friendlies and tours that people go on Mm -hmm. there's all sorts of talk about you know 
perhaps one day we'd see a Premier League game over there and that sort of stuff. So it's only going one way, I think. Um, and uh, whilst at the moment it's it's frustrating for for Premier League fans, we seeing someone like Arnautovic leave the league and go there. Um, yeah, I, again, it's it's something that's just going to carry on, I think. And, and even yeah, and even Mitrovic, would, which would be incredible. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, Fulham can't afford to lose him. Can no. they? Oh, West that? Ham can't afford to lose Arnautovic. That's a statement of intent for Fulham: fifty million pounds. I, I think Fulham would snap your hand off for any play, but that, I think that's Fulham saying, well, well, yeah, well we definitely do. Fulham don't need down. the money, do they? Like, they're, they're pretty well off, yeah. those owners, and but and it comes much, down to the player, doesn't how it? How much is relegation going to cost Fulham? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I yeah. mean, And who's, who's going to be the one, look at anyone in that squad now, who's going to score the goals if yeah. they are going to stay up at him, innit? Yeah. Now, yeah. Fulham can't turn around and buy someone for 50 million in this January when they're looking pretty poor, let's be honest. They're, they're, not, they're not looking great at the minute and I think they will go down, but... Um, it's gonna, you know, that that great. They got fifty million, fantastic. And maybe you you reinvest and you try and come back again. But nah, I'm not right. sure Fulham are like that. And, and, and that's why West Ham can't sell Arnautovic for no. me. I, I know that I think he probably will go in terms of if he, if he wants to go, he'll go. Hopefully, Saint can convince him to stay. But okay, they would stay up this season, no problems. West Ham are safe as anything now, I think. But next season will be the real problem because how do you replace a quality player like that? You just can't. I think players will always want to go to a club like West Ham. No, you've seen that they've they've signed. You know, you just need to find another one. Yeah, and, and, that's and almost it. go on this same churning over of players, which is for fans probably a little bit sort of frustrating and, and down and makes you downhearted. But as the club, they're going to just want to stay in the middle reaches of the Premier League, aren't they? Because that's where the money is. I think like West Ham, to their credit, this this summer, last summer, sorry, spent an awful lot of money and invested in a lot of players, but you can't stop there. You know, you can't get to January and say, right, we're not going to buy anyone. You've either got to be content with your squad or you've got to say, right, we've got to keep spending or we're going to go and spend big again next year. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the only da- danger for West Ham. And if they don't keep adding quality to their squad, decent players eventually will want to go because yeah. they are either ambitious or money-driven. Right, before we talk about uh, incoming to the Premier League, there is one more outgoing there that I do want to mention. That's Callum Hudson-Odoi. Um, he's been linked uh, continuously over the past week, or even just before the transfer window opened, to Bayern Munich. Yeah. Um, obviously, following the Jadon Sancho model, if you like, in an Englishman going abroad. There's, I've also seen another weird foreign Englishman going abroad. Um, Kyle Scott, who's a Chelsea youth team player, okay. is wanted by Ascoli in Serie, Serie B. And, and, and apparently, he, he he's up for it. Yeah. It's just... but. English Sounds players nice, going that. abroad now seems to be um, yeah. a, a thing. Hudson Odoi though, Bayern mm. Munich, is it a good move? Um, in if, the if, if, of course sense that he's not getting played enough by Chelsea, is he? So, so he needs to go somewhere where he plays. Now, whether or not, I think I think Bayern have already got their eye on next season because you've got Iron Robin and Frank Ribery. Uh, who I think will finally both leave in the summer. Bayern Munich are a weird, aren't they? They seem to have the same team for the last 10 years. And um, they're all sort of getting on a little bit. We're very interested to see them in the Champions League against Liverpool next month, actually. But um, there is there does need to be an overhaul there for Bayern. And, and if they've identified him as someone that, that could play a part in that, the thing that staggers me is um, so it's like 35 million that's being spoken about, and that's going to be Bayern's uh, third highest transfer ever. Yeah. Now, uh, for a kid who... Let's be honest. You know, was he was he any, on anyone's radar before the summer? Like I remember seeing him in a couple of preseason friendlies for Chelsea, uh, and he's coming and out of the team, obviously with Europa League and things like that. But I don't know. And he played the other night. I mean, he's clearly got talent, um, and maybe you know, if if he goes as well, maybe it might be the kick 
some sort of kick up the backside that English clubs need to look after these young players because as we've seen in Germany there will always be other clubs that want them yeah I, I do find it um, a, a bit mad that Chelsea um, are, are kind of signing a player who's like second string in, in Christian Pulisic mm. when I say second string he's he's not in the starting 11 at Dortmund and, central, and yeah. yet they've got Bayern in their, their ranks who um, are so they've got they've got Hudson um, yeah. Hudson Odoi in their ranks who's linked with Bayern and it could be it seems also, like a weird, a and weird dynamic me, for um, I don't think Williams had a good season and Pedro's knocking on a bit now isn't he um, so I I just I don't know. I, look, maybe something's happened there with his contract that we don't know about, or something like that. But it does seem to be very much that he wants. There was a couple of quotes from uh, Antonio Rudiger, wasn't there, saying that confirming that he'd spoken to him about Germany, what it's like in Germany, and all that. So um, I think he wants to go. He wants to move. Um, and good luck to him if he does, because why not? You know, it's it's a it's a real challenge for him. Yeah, and a, and a, and a massive club. Uh, Hudson Odoi, he'd walk into West Ham's team, wouldn't he? <laughs> You'd think so, mate. Particularly if Arnautovic goes. I think. With um with Hudson Odoi, it's interesting with Abramovich that I think he's the key man behind all this. He needs to really say to the next coach who comes into Chelsea, "This is what I want to do." And from what we reported earlier this week, that is what he will do, and and he will spend big this summer to to revamp Chelsea for the new season. That obviously that's kickstarted by Pulisic, but I think there'll be an emphasis on bringing academy players through. That was um, mm. the story from John Cross earlier this week at Mirror Football. And it's important, but the trouble is when you appoint coaches after coach and, you know, the two-year cycles, the, the coach who comes in, he isn't committed to bringing young players mm. through. He, there's no need for him to do that. Short-termism. So that's why it needs to come, the change needs to come from the top. Otherwise, players like Hudson Odoi will leave Chelsea and and I think Chelsea fans would be disappointed if he does go even though we haven't seen an awful lot of him that that any club always wants to see a homegrown player be pushed through I think you're starting to see just a couple of like reading between the lines things I think Sarri's getting a bit frustrated with with some of the stuff that's going on Um, and I think he I don't know you just wonder about as much as the Chelsea cycle sort of thing and he just needs to focus on getting in the top four. I think if they come fourth, it's a good season for Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And, and it's interesting with Sarri because I was listening on the radio as well and a lot of fans, are they're not having him. They think he's a bit mm. too negative and they don't quite like his style and you know they think he's stifled players like Kante. They've been you know, the, touch, so like the big games a couple of... I know they beat City, didn't they? Which was a started quite fortunate, though, didn't they? really. But yeah, it was a really good start. Um, they just seem to have dropped off. I don't think they've got the squad compared to the other top four sides. It's, um, it's interesting with Sarri as well, you mentioned it. He's never really managed a team for longer than two years. He's had this career that's gone for 25 years now, but it's about 22 teams in 25 yeah. years or something like that. Like, being a bank as well he, for he, that. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't stick around for ages. And mm. if Chelsea are looking towards, obviously, a bit, having a bit more longevity, yeah. is Sarri really the man? But also with Hudson-Odoi, he might be willing to to let the lad go because he might just think doesn't quite suit my style of play no, that's true. whereas if I can offload him for 35 million who can I bring in a player who's proven quality with me yeah. who's done it before Gonzalo Higuain now his brother's been spotted in London that transfer rumour's not going to go away anytime soon Chelsea have been linked with him constantly he's a quality player but how many quality strikers have we seen go to Stamford Bridge? Oh, it's almost like a wow. graveyard for decent yeah. strikers. Yeah. Drug was about the only one who's come <laughs> out of it with any credit, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like we've seen the likes of Sheshenko, um, Crespo, even the boy um, Kesman. Kesman. You know, he came with his formidable goal scoring record, yeah. and he just 
just killed him really. Morata is another one. You know? Falcao. Falcao. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You forget about back in the day. Yeah. yeah, there was other issues going on with him. Yeah. Yeah. But um, <laughs> you know, you just wonder if Egwene on paper sounds like Torres for God's sake. Torres. I, mean, almost yeah. I did. I was going to say we haven't mentioned Fernando Torres. I did a piece. The most obvious <laughs> flop of the lot. I did a piece here a while ago. Uh, Chelsea have got a weird thing with their number nine shirt, which Morata actually gave up in the summer to wear to take on number twenty nine. Chelsea's number nine shirt in the Premier League era is some of the people have worn that. It's, it's, it's fantastic. People like Khalid Boularouz has worn that. Um, <laughs> oh, really? Centre back, yeah. <laughs> Steve, uh, Steve Sidwell. Yeah. Um, Franco De Santo for a season. FA Cup uh, winner, wasn't he? Some of the names you've mentioned yeah. already Falcao, Torres. Oh, um, amazing. So it's it's a bit of a weird one. So may, all, all my advice would be they've had good ones. I think your Hasselbank was a good one, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah, brilliant. Uh, but uh, my advice would be if if he signs, don't give him the number nine. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, he, he beat, look, he, on paper, Higuain would be a ma- magnificent addition to the Premier League, sort of box office type of player you want to see. But whether he'd get the right service at Chelsea at the minute, I'm not too sure. Yeah. But um, I think you know, Sarri's it's no secret that he wants to wants yeah. to re- reunite with him. He, they had a great time together at Napoli so you know that could really that's what Chelsea need don't they 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 lack firepower if Hazard's not playing it really is noticeable they've had so many home games already this season where they should have beat teams and they Mm. didn't you know Leicester at home was a key example of that what was the one they drew 0-0 recently um Um, they drew Everton at home. Yeah, that know, might have been the one Everton I think it was Pickford had a decent game you know there's, there's been a few really that Chelsea you've got to win your home games and They've struggled without a decent strike. Giroud was always a short-term fix, wasn't he? When he came in last last January, yeah. So um, Egwene is the one they should go for. Yeah. Um, last transfer rumor that we're going to assess uh, before I just run through the rest of what's going on. Uh, Denis Suarez, um, Arsenal, obviously um, well after um, kind of additions, but they've said that it's going to have to be a loan addition. And uh, with Denis Suarez in, in his situation, Barcelona want to sell, Arsenal want a loan. Deal hasn't quite happened yet. Denis Suarez, I do find a bit of an intriguing one, though. I I don't see him personally as he was, what Arsenal need. He right was at City, wasn't he, for a bit? What, what, what he, was he like there? He was he was an absolute wonder kid. Yeah. I remember going and watching. Um, I used to go and watch the youth team games in the. Scored against uh, West Ham in a League Cup in that fashion. Yes, yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. Um, but he um, which is that? Yeah, I used to go and watch the UEFA Youth League games. The only well, it was the under 19s. I used to play just down the road from where where, where I used to work. Um, so I used to go down in the, in the afternoon when they're playing. And I remember one game against PSG. There were two players on show that stood out. For Man City, it was Denis Suarez. For PSG, it was Adrian Rabio, And they were mm. just out and out the best players on that Rabiot pitch. was also at City for a tiny bit. Very young, yeah, very, very young, young I think he? it was, yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Um, yeah. But, um, but yeah, I just remember that day. I mean, while Rabio was out and out the best player on the mm. pitch, Denis Suarez was City's best player. Yeah. By far, and look like an absolute superstar. But got, then he's it just got, seems to have stagnated a yeah, little bit. Yeah, he's obviously got a lot of technical ability. Um, it's interesting, actually. Emery, I think Emery sort of let slip a little bit after the Blackpool game, didn't he? Where he basically mentioned, uh, "Oh, you know, we, we, we want a player who could play on either the left or the right because um, they want to sort of add some some quality there." And the next question was like, "Oh, what about Denis Suarez?" He goes, "Well, he played on the left and the right for me, you know." And it's like <laughs> when he was when he was when he was severe uh, manager. So it's almost like, yeah, he, he, I think he, I think that obviously we've seen it that, that we know from from our reporters that, that they want to get it done. The loan thing 
is obviously going to be the sticking point. But I think there's so many deals these days which are loans with a view to buy in the future, um, which I, I don't see that being an issue in the end. So I personally can see this one getting done as a loan for now. And then yeah, I think future. you're right. And I think it might happen a bit later on in the window. I think Barcelona obviously still weighing up their options. They're looking to bring players in or move players on. So that, that for me looks like it definitely will happen. Emery needs a winger and Suarez looks like he fits the bill for that. But you see that lovely run he did in the, in the, in the cup? Well, the Arsenal fans are already raving yeah, about it, aren't they? Yeah, really. Um, he, got, he got the ball on the, on the right side so of uh, playing Levante away in the Copa del Rey. 2-0 down. Uh, five minutes gone in the first leg but he, he, he wonderful bit of play down the right. Cuts inside, wins a penalty which Coutinho scores and it's sort of the game's finished 2-1 but obviously that's important for the second leg. Much better than much better than 2-0 defeat would have been but really, really lovely, silky sort of the way he weaved through. Yeah, so Arsenal fans are already getting excited about oh, yeah. Den- Dennis Suarez then. I've, I've told him about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, great stuff. Um, just quickly uh, with Arsenal as well, Aaron Ramsey um, is still weighing up his options uh, in terms of the Juventus move. I... I I find it baffling that I mean I, I really rate Aaron Ramsey. I just think Juventus is just maybe one step too too Reckon. high for him. Um, no. But um, I don't think so. I think I think I think he could fit in there absolutely. I mean, he's, would he start from? I'm not sure, but it'd be a great signing for him. I and mean, you've got this brilliant record of bringing in players on free transfers. Um, obviously, Danny Alves, Sammy Kadira, um, Emery Chan, Perlo, Chan. Yeah. You know, so they really do sort of look to the the Premier League and bring these players in. But I guess the only issue. Probably what you're raising is would they be signing him if he wasn't free? You know, yeah, and you probably, could, you could probably I, I, say the same thing for Emery Chan as well. Would they have, yeah. would they wanted him if they wasn't free? So yeah. I think he's a great player. Look, I, I've watched him for Wales many times, and yeah. and I, I always say it actually when you know when people talk about the best performances you've seen live and stuff like that, and he's honestly delivered one of them was at um, Wales against Russia in the Euros, and Wales won three 0 in the group stages to go through, and absolutely incredible performance from that night. He's he, on his day, he's brilliant. I agree. I think he's a fantastic player. Yeah. Uh, great work, great. I'll give him that. I say he's mm. one of the players. He can score, who, who though, can't he? Relax. He's box to box. He can score. He's got good. Li- I think he's at the right age. So- he scored talking of him scoring one of my favourite goals of all time uh, against Galatasaray right away yeah. oh yeah the volley is yeah. just I mean I, I, I love them an absolute thronker just did a, a lovely great ball. strike was it last season oh, a lovely brilliant. flick over the keeper like a back heel sort of flick as well he's got a real good technical range ability about him, hasn't he yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Aaron Ramsey anyway he's uh, going to be leaving Arsenal uh, we think to Juventus uh, but uh, he, the story at the moment is that he's still weighing up his options uh, just quickly with another few transfer rumours, I'll just rattle through them quickly before we, we move on. Uh, Mitchy Batshuayi uh, linked to Everton. Uh, he's been linked to every Premier League club in the history of mankind over the past few transfer windows, but Everton's the latest one. Um, I, I think Everton and another club, they've got to get rid of players first. Yeah, you know, they're, they're, There's too much there already, so... I think you know they've got the money. They definitely have, yeah. and it's interesting this week that uh, Marcel Brands has been appointed to to the board of Get directors. His, his so he, more, he yeah. can really influence uh, transfer dealings at the moment. Yeah. So it just depends whether he fancies it, really. Yeah, but batch away. I mean, as long as you don't give him a football near a <laughs> goalpost, then he's, he's fine. Yeah, <laughs> I, I one of the best moments of the World Cup. That I'd say when, was when, he, when he did that. Um, Abdullah Decore at Watford having a great season has been linked to PSG. Um, it's another classic, oh. you know. Oh, PSG fancy? Oh, yeah, I'd love to play for PSG. I, I can't see him leaving. No. He, he won't leave Watford this this season. Don't yeah. do it. I, 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 <laughs> <but> just don't. <laughs> I think he's had a great season. I don't think he's had that great of a season. Oh, don't though, do to, it. To go there. Especially this is another one where about fifty millions has been yeah. million pounds has been touted. It sounds like fifty million pounds is the going old you know, two and a half million. The new rate, isn't it? Yeah, the new going rate. Um, he's a quality player. He's not a fifty million pound player. I'd no. probably say he's at least twenty million, definitely. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if there was some Premier League interest in him. Mm. Yeah, he's, he's done 
Fantastic job at Watford. Yeah, yeah. He, he he could potentially fill off a couple of gaps at City because they've got a bit of an older midfield. Yeah, City, I can fucking in, see that. Interestingly enough, City was were linked with uh, Declan Rice earlier this week. Yeah. Uh, he signed a new contract at West Ham, a nineteen-year-old. So and, now you can cash in on him. And, <laughs> and yeah, you would have thought so. But from my understanding, Declan is very happy at West Ham. But a club like City, when they come calling, you can't say no. I was going to say this yeah. is the podcast coming full circle. We're about to talk about money, <laughs> and when the money comes, coming, <laughs> yeah. comes, comes in there. So, but you know, City, we, we all know. No, they do need to replace Fernandinho. They tried, they failed last summer. They tried to bring in Jorginho. He went to Chelsea, so it's an area that Guardiola definitely it, wants it, to it'll address. Be big, it'll be the big summer project, won't it? But exactly that, Jonesy. Yeah. He's not going to do it now. Yeah. Um, Liverpool have been linked to James Tarkovsky this transfer window. Uh, Jonesy, just quickly thoughts on that? Would Tarkovsky um, be? A... I, don't, I, I don't think there was anything in it, was there? Um, yeah. They were. I think they were linked with him in the summer. A couple of little whispers about it, but I mean. First thing with that is is why would Burnley want to get rid of one of their key defenders? Um, Jurgen Klopp has already said uh, it's quite funny actually the way he spoke about it. It's like well, obviously everyone can see there's injuries at the back there, and he's like, well, they'll be back in a couple of weeks. Well, what happens then? <laughs> so you've gone out and paid fifty million quid for yeah. someone for a, essentially a couple of weeks because you're a little bit short, and then next week, oh, there's Matip, there's Lovren, there's Joe Gomez. So nah, it's not much anything in that one. Yep. Um, elsewhere, Man United still looking for a defender. Every name, the name keeps changing every day. I don't think they're actually <laughs> really pushing on with that one. I think Nicholas just spin a thing. Yeah. And if, if he's a Kudabayi, he's, he's got to cost a lot of money, isn't he? And yeah. again, it comes down to like a summer project. What yeah. budget does it fall into? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I don't think there's a real kind of need to bring him in right now. But 90 million quid is a lot of money we're talking about here. So yeah. it needs to be uh, yeah. somebody who's probably going to be a bit cheaper than yeah. that. Yeah, Nikola Milinkovic, who's a Fiorentina centre back, has been linked as well to United um, but Fiorentina don't want to don't want to sell and it will be cheaper but it's judging from what I've seen I, I, think, I don't think it's yeah, going to be uh, I, 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 think think, be I, I honestly think that the key thing for United get over this Tottenham test then mm. then you know how good your squad is we've seen them you could argue they're flat track bullies at the minute they've won those winnable games as they've been described Sunday's fixture at Wembley that will really Determined, do United need a new defence? They've got things with United, they have got a big squad, but it's about whether they need to just fine tune that and bring in someone else. Probably do, but Tottenham will be the big test for that, and that will decide where United go in this transfer window, I think. Yeah. Um, Shinji Okazaki is out of favour at Leicester. Huddersfield, uh, apparently, are after him. Uh, that'll be, as I say, an interesting one. I don't think it'll be enough to say Huddersfield. The transfer policy's changed, isn't it? Whereas Last summer when they got promoted, they went for untested players and players who brought in from abroad. I think brought in Alex Pritchard was the only player from uh, the championship with Norwich who spent a lot of money on him. But then this this winter they've already brought in um, Punchian. Punchian and they're looking at players at like Oxagi, players who know their way around because they're desperate to stay in the league. Yes. So that would be a very good deal if they can get it done. I think it's too little too late, isn't it, for them, sadly. I think they might be gone. Could yeah. be, yeah. I mean, if you're looking at it now, I think um, I think Newcastle are the team that should really be worried um, because the noises coming out of Newcastle are, are pretty distressing if you're, if you're a Toonami uh, fan because I tell you what, the players are all saying, Sam's not right here. Something's not right. Benitez is, is constantly up and on about it. And Mike Ashley, he's in no rush to sell that team. And Peter Kenyon, who's desperate to buy the club, uh, the latest is that he's trying to get people to to sort of invest certain amounts of sums in and, and the money's just not there. Yeah. Ashley will not sell for any less than 300 million. Don't need to. Could be another excuse not to buy anyone, basically. Mm. So I fear for Newcastle. And I think, as you said earlier, Fulham could be a bit of a... Yeah. 
task too too far for him as well. Yeah, so we were talking earlier, weren't we, about Newcastle and just how great of a job Rafa Benitez is doing, mm-hmm. um, given just what the squad is. Um, yeah. But um, just quickly before we finish, I'm just going to rattle through the weekend fixtures. Uh, West Ham against Arsenal is the early game on the Saturday. Uh, Chelsea versus Newcastle is the late game. Uh, Brighton, Liverpool, Burnley, Fulham, Cardiff, Huddersfield, Palace, Watford and Leicester, Southampton are your Saturday 3pm fixtures. Everton against Bournemouth and uh, Spurs versus Man United are your Sunday games and Monday night Manchester City uh, against Wolves. Everton, Bournemouth, um, uh, we uh, disagreed earlier. You think it's going to be an absolute... It always is. Always is. There's been... Oh, there was a great one. I've just remembered. There was a great one when Everton were playing away at Bournemouth and they scored what they thought was a last-minute winner and the fans came on the pitch to celebrate and then Bournemouth and Daniel Vernon scored as well. <laughs> oh, yes, I do remember yeah. that one. Brilliant, there, was, there was a 6-3 where Ross yeah. Barkley went round the keeper and celebrated before he scored a goal, which was brilliant. <laughs> Even I think this season, I can't remember what the score was this season. It might have been... Oh, uh, Richarlison got sent off. So yeah, stuff stuff happens in this Talking game. yourself yeah. into a story here. <laughs> why, why everyone should watch it. Yeah. Looking at West Ham, I've got to mention it, but I think Arnie's... Um, Killed us a bit this week. I fancy Arsenal to win that. Yeah, yeah big big game for both. Big game for both. Uh, yeah. both. Something has rocked the both boats in in kind of both both of them fixtures uh, mm. as well. Obviously, Spurs Man United is the biggest game uh, of the weekend. Yeah. Um. Uh, as well, but I mean, Cardiff I, Huddersfield. That's I was a massive game. I'm intrigued about the relegation battles. Yeah, Burnley, Burnley, Burnley Fulham. Fulham, Cardiff Huddersfield, um, Southampton as well. Uh, playing against away at Leicester. We know Leicester aren't in the relegation battle. But Proverbial six pointers all over the place there. Yeah. Yeah. So it's. Uh, a great weekend of action. 18 points up for grabs. <laughs> yeah. Three games. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, a great weekend of action. Yeah. Uh, we will talk about everything that happens, providing that something interesting happens, on next week's podcast. Um, so, uh, but for, for now, uh, Mark, thank you. Matty, thank yeah. you very much. Um, we will be back next week. Uh, if you don't subscribe to us already, you can get us on iTunes, get us on Acast, get us on Spotify, get us wherever you get your podcast from. Um, so, yeah, enjoy the weekend's action. We'll see you next time.